the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and um, I am very pleased and proud to have one of the real estate gurus that I know and has the best real estate school in the world, plus is been in real estate her whole life, and then some and invest in real estate, and just a great friend, Esther Mueller. Hi, Esther. Hi, Dottie. Thank you very much. I love your introductions. Well, I, I, it's true. It's all true. I thank you. Thank you. And we're excited because uh, next week you're going to be coming to our school and you're going to be speaking to us and yes. giving your wisdom away. So I'm excited about that. Yes. And you know what, Esther, so many, um, you know, the industry is, you know, going through a whole bunch of gyrations and there's a lot of changes and different models coming out. And, and, and so I've been so on top of that. And I, I think that I'd be so happy to share all the knowledge I have about, you know, the real estate business. Which, by the way, in the beginning of the show, I told everyone 87% or something of that number of the millennials and the generation after that, all of their ambition is to have a home or have a, buy an apartment. So... Uh, the American dream is alive and well, and will be. Yeah, I was going to add, and not only is it alive and well, but uh, I know that last time I spoke, uh, I called in to let you know that a few weeks ago, uh, new laws are coming into play, and I think all your, you know, your your uh, listeners should know that real estate brokers who are selling to the millennials, to the baby boomers, to everyone else now have to go back to school, uh, and those that, like yourself and myself, who are grandfathered, which means we no longer had to continue our education in our profession, now have been told, yes, go back to school. So I think it's good news for the consumers to know that um, their professional agents and real estate people are really needing to get some further knowledge and become more knowledgeable because it's much more complex buying an apartment, uh, buying a house than it used to be. You know, when you and I first started, I think it was a much more simpler transaction. And I think that selling today is not as simple as everyone thinks it is. And coming into this real estate profession is certainly 
uh, not as glamorous as everyone thinks it is. You know, you've got all these television programs showing all these hotshot, you know, kids over there, and that's really not what the profession is about. Well, and it, so, it kind of makes it like, you know, you make a deal uh, for $20 million, you get them to lower their price for $5 million on a phone call. Okay? Ching, ching, you know, ching, ching. <laughs> I like that, Dottie. Ching, you could do it, Dottie. I got faith. <laughs> and look, and, but Esther, you know, I was talking, you know, and when you did tell me, um, and I plan on going to your school myself, and, you know, right away people go, oh, I said, well, let me ask you a question. Would you want to go to a doctor that the last time they were trained was 25 years ago? Exactly. Okay, don't exactly. you want somebody who's, and don't you want to grow? And you remember, Esther, when I, I, I think maybe it was last year I spoke at your school, and I was saying, hey, guys, before this law happened, I said, we need to really get out there and learn more and keep our minds growing and be on top of the latest things. And so I think it's really a good thing. I mean, I think it's a great thing for the consumer. I think it's a great thing for the agents. Matter of fact, I have someone in the studio. His name is Kyle Lee. He's in your class. Um, I love Kyle. Kyle. I love Kyle. The best. Right. Tell me. And do you love learning? Do you love, do you get empowered? Do you feel smarter? Do you know? Look, whether you're the consumer working with an agent, just getting new, fresh information. It's like every doctor I go to, I ask them, do you take continuing education to your point, Dottie? And I really am happy. My foot doctor the other day, I said, you know, I've got this problem all my so many of my agents are so upset with me. They think I'm responsible for having them come back to school and continue the education. He says, are you kidding? He says, first of all, we do have to do it every two years. And he says, I love to do it because I'm always learning new things that I need to get done. So I think, I think your, your energy and, and empowerment comes from learning. And even as a consumer, isn't the consumer more empowered when they know you know what i need to do to sell my house or to buy a house or to invest in real estate it's you know it's our biggest asset to some of us and it's a lot different than when i first started it's a lot more complicated wouldn't you agree much more oh my gosh when i started it was fairly like okay uh there are three mortgages you know a conventional an fha and a va and you know, there was really not a whole lot of training. Matter of fact, Esther, I took it so long ago that they just, they had no training. They sent you, you sent away for that white <laughs> book. The kitchen? No, you Daddy, sent away Daddy. for a white book. And a little white pamphlet came from the state. You memorized right. it, and then you took the test. Right. It was very different profession. It is today, you really need to understand the skills involved. Kyle, you've been to the class from from mortgages for sure an understanding of that to marketing to being able to understand the financials and look 75% of our properties in New York are co-ops so you need to understand how to deal with applications to the board and all of the personalities and all of the laws involved and you know the assessments of the building so it's a much more complicated transaction and profession And all your viewers should really know that when you hire someone, 
you really are hiring someone that now needs to constantly get their license renewed by spending 22 and a half additional hours to learn what are the basic new laws, what are the basic things that we need to do, what, what skills are available to us right now that we didn't have before. And the other part is the technology involved. You know, anyone can call you now directly sometimes, and you really need to guard who you speak to, who comes to your home, who's going to, you know, walk around and pretend they want to buy when they might not be the buyer. So buyer beware that you need to be able to have people around you uh, called sales agents or brokers who really are aware even of what they need to do to protect themselves. Right. I have a class coming up next week. How to protect yourself when you're showing properties. How to make sure that the person who owns the apartment puts away the jewelry and puts away, you know, things that they don't want someone else to see. So you're you're hiring someone who's your doctor to protect you. Well, it's most people's good biggest single asset. You know, Andrew has a school on Long Island. And, uh, no, Andrew, I didn't. We're know all over New York. Yeah. No, all over New York. We have a digital online school. It's called Leave School. We have over 10,000 students. Um, Esther, I don't know if you've told your students, and I'm hoping that you will if you haven't. Um, Up until March 15th, there's a comment period going on on something that's going to change real estate across New York. So maybe your school and my school can join together on this, Esther. What they have is a new regulation. No, what I'm talking about is a I'm not. I'm talking about a new regulation that's in the register right now, Esther, until March 15th that's going to say brokers are going to have to give a disclosure like agency disclosure to tell tenants and buyers how to sue them and the landlords. And this is going to be a law. So I'm telling all of my students, Esther, and I'm asking you to tell all of your students to email the regulator. His name's David Mossberg because we're in the comment period. And we need to be clear that our industry comes out there and says, hey, we want to say on how this notice is going to be. You should check it out, Esther. It's on the real estate license page. They actually have it as a hyperlink, and it's new regulation 175.28. Because what they're doing is they're saying, just like agency disclosure, I'm a broker. I have to tell you, hey, here's the laws on discrimination, and here's how you sue everyone. And I'm a little scared about this. Well, did it pass? I mean, it's the first well, I heard. It's, so, it's, Dottie, it's a proposed regulation. Wait, it's I'm a just, proposed regulation. It's a proposed yeah, regulation say, that's in the pass. register. It didn't pass. So I'm telling you right now. Listen, listen. Yeah, I March know about 15th it. oh, is the. Andrew, Andrew, disclosures, I think, work for the profession and work for the, for the consumer. I think disclosures are great. And because then so, it lays the land. It, it, it only, and it helps us professionals so that we're not to blame that all of a sudden, look, I need to tell you that if you don't do this, this, and that, it's the same thing. I need to tell you I'm representing you, I'm representing the, the, the buyer or the seller. The, the first thing you do when you meet someone is you disclose who you are based on the fact that if you've arrived That's at an open house, and so the, the this isn't law, about agency. Well, this isn't about agency. Well, this is discrimination. And what I'm pointing out to Dottie's point, I want you both to listen because it's important. They have a proposal. Dottie asked me if it passed. It hasn't passed. We're in the comment period, which means that when there's a regulation, 
It's the time for the industry to comment. So and I'm not telling you regulations. All, we, we should all comment. Comment. Got it. Got it. And Got I'm not it. saying they're good or bad. I'm, I'm agreeing with Esther. They're generally good. But what this regulation says is we're going to give a notice. And here's two parts of it. It's going to have substantive provisions of the New York State Human Rights Law. I'd like to know what those provisions are. Then it says, the disclosure notice shall set forth how human rights law complaints may be filed and such other information as the department deems pertinent. I'd like to know what the department deems pertinent. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's know what well, the law is before they make a law. We will and, do Yeah, and so we got to comment. And I, 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 okay, and, and like just for our listeners, because really I'm not sure this pertains to you necessarily, but I do want you to know and I, I, I planned on saying that today, and I just, and I say this from the bottom of my heart. I uh, think it's a great profession, and I think that even if you do not really want to work full-time in real estate, because it is a full-time job, I don't believe it's a part-time job, you should think about getting a license, because once you have a license, you can legally collect commissions um, by just referring a customer. Um, we certainly don't want anybody taking out our customers when they don't know, you know, if they don't know it, they, they, they're not in the profession or they're not in that area. But once you have a license in New York, you can legally refer it out to, you know, if somebody's moving to Florida. And by the way, I see so many people in Florida that I, uh, I'm starting to wonder, uh, you're like living there now. Every, no, every time we talk to you, you're in Florida. No, I don't. You, you've been going back and forth. No, no, I don't live there. I mean, if I've been there two weeks, that's a lot for me. That's uh, it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I, I, I've, had a, I've had a place that I never go to. Uh, because I'm so cold. I want to go there. No. I'm going to go to your place, Dottie. Well, <laughs> I'm can. freezing. But here's the deal. <laughs> if you want to live, and I always tell every listener on the show, don't buy something. And I rent something there. Don't buy something unless you live there because it's one thing to go someplace and, and enjoy and just say, oh, it's freezing here, I'm, I'm, I'm out of the cold. But I don't have a life there. I don't know what I would do there if I stayed there a long time. I would go crazy. So for you to go to a place, I'm not saying I couldn't make a life there at some point in time, but I think that those are things that whether it's Florida, whether it's California, whether it's Ohio, before you move to a place, you need to always rent, I think, unless you already have friends and family there. Because it's one thing to live someplace, and it's one thing to visit, okay? And it's one thing to get out of the cold, right? Yeah. So, Dottie, let me just go back to, to the listeners for a minute where you started. So, I think it's great for everyone uh, who wants to generate additional revenues and really likes real estate to get the license. One, because... It, it gives you an empowerment in learning things you might not have known. And you can generate more revenues as an entrepreneur today by being able to refer people. So if you know people like, you know, like you refer someone who's going to go to Florida to another broker, right. there's usually a, a, you know, averages 25% commission or it's negotiable. What you can get just for the relationship of being able to have referred someone. So I think from a real estate school point of view, we love to be able to have as many people licensed and empowered with education. 
But I want to go back for one minute to Andrew's point, which has to do with education as well as, and your license. Yes. The licensing classes all have a three-hour minimum class on human rights and discrimination. Several weeks ago, uh, one of the Long Island newspapers did a big story that came out, and that's how the law started, to, or the regulators started to pay attention to this. And they found that many of the agents in Long Island were discriminating against some people. And so what happened was the regulators' wings went up and they decided, uh-uh, this is not good. Some disclosures has to be put into place. For example, if someone, you know, my background is Israeli, and maybe if you didn't like Israelis and you decided, I'm not going to tell Esther Muller, who's Israeli, the fact that uh, there are mortgages that are not being given to uh, this particular neighborhood. And then if I went and I became all of a sudden American to another agent and they said, oh, yes, we have mortgages we can give to you. So there was a discrimination issues, and it was a big, huge study for, I think it was almost a year, of regulators who went around all over Long Island and spoke to agents as buyers, and they realized that they're being discriminated against. So the new law that Andrew is talking about has a lot to do with the fact that they found out that agents need to learn a bit more about what you can do and what you cannot do, what is allowed to be done, what is not. Well, let me say this. I'm very familiar with the case, and let me leave it at this because I tend to think some of it was a little overzealous. These were not professional people that did it. This was a paper that sent people that were employees of the paper, Okay, and again, I think there was some horrendous things, and it was more about opinions that people gave, okay? Um, it really was less, it was more about, hey, you know, what do you think of this area, or I don't know if I would live here, and I don't think that's a good area. And let me just say this, I, um, you know, I, I, I think that you need to know if you're working with a real estate agent that you cannot ask those questions because right. if you ask somebody, Donnie, do you think this, this area is good for my child who's a genius? Well, I might say, yes, they have a great school, they have gifted program, but that's my opinion. It is not a Correct. fact. If you say, gee, you know, I'm Italian, and I do, do you think a lot of Italians live in this area? Well, it would be my opinion, and what's a lot is one person is not. So you really can't ask for opinions, and as a buyer, I will tell you that you need to do your own homework and come up with your own opinion, and as for the real estate industry, you know, even with schools, so many people say, oh, Donnie, what's a good school? You know what? A good school depends on the student. You know, you might have a special so needs true. student. You might have somebody who has athletic... Go to the school, go yourself, take the trip to go to the school, look it up, you can get the school ratings, and uh, then you can really make your own decisions. Go and school yourself. Stan, stay on the line. I'm going to take your call. I just have to do a quick break, and we'll be right back uh, okay. talking about real estate and the real estate laws that have changed. And Esther Mueller and our school. We'll be back. 
Today at the Dome in Syracuse, the Orange take on North Carolina in their last regular season home game. I'm Matt Park. Join Tim Saddleman and me for all the action. Orange pregame 3.30, tip off at 4 on AM 970, The Answer. New York's home for Syracuse University basketball. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. Let me tell you about the Atlantis Yacht. If you're looking to wow your corporate guests, clients, or employees, plan an unforgettable event aboard the Atlantis. Beautiful skyline views, a gourmet food and bar menu, first-class entertainment. What's not to love? Your guests are going to be so impressed. I'm telling you from personal experience, it's a top-notch experience. The Atlantis is the yacht we take out every single year for our big client cruise event. Go ahead and start planning your standout event today whether it's a corporate event wedding engagement party retirement party an anniversary celebration impress your guests with a first class experience aboard the atlantis why wait call new york cruises to schedule a private viewing of the atlantis 212-633-1231 212-633-1231 mention am 970 the answer for a free menu upgrade 212-633-1231 or visit newyorkcruises.com What's an outstanding Italian restaurant that's sure to please your taste buds? The answer, Michael's of Brooklyn. Family owned and operated by Fred and his brother John, they've been a Brooklyn institution since 1964, serving incredible Italian dishes for three generations. Listen every Wednesday to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on AM 970 The Answer during Italian trivia for your chance to win a case of their delicious sauce or enter to win at am970theanswer.com. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and um, I have a question. Thank you for staying on the line, Stan. And Stan Curtis from Fort Lee, New Jersey. Hi, Stan. Hello, Dottie. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Great. I've enjoyed uh, speaking with you before, and I have another question sure. uh, related to my co-op. Um, I have a studio, and um, 
Uh, I'm about to uh, discuss my uh, value with a real estate agent. And um, could you explain to me uh, what I can expect in getting a CMA, Comparative Market right. Analysis? Well, here's what I would ask. I, we, what you, what they are initially going to give you, I think I would take it a step further, but they're initially going to give you three or four homes that are currently on the market that are for sale that are similar to yours, and then they're probably going to give you three or four sales that closed, meaning you know that the, the transaction closed. Now, when they say that the transactions closed, you're probably talking that it happened six months ago, you know, because even it takes that long before it's recorded. But what I would say about when they show you what's on the market, they're going to say, well, listen, Stan, this is, these homes are on the market. They're two blocks away. They're similar. They're not exact. Well, look at, ask them to show you how many days on the market they were because a lot of times they don't tell you how many days. And I would want to know how many days on the market they were because if they just came on the market, the price might be the right price, but they just came on. But if you see the market, they've been on the market six months, it might be the price is wrong. It might be the price is not the right price. Maybe the house is something not nice in the house. And I tell my sellers, do yourself a favor because you're going to get, people are going to come to you and they're going to look at your home and others. Even if they fall in love with your home, the minute they see it, they usually just want to see one or two more just to make sure. And so it's really what your competition is. And if I were you, I would go to the three or four homes that they show you that are similar to yours, that are on the market, that people can see, and see what your competition is all about and see how your home stacks up, if it's better or, you know, if it's worse or it has, you know, different features. But that's really, you know, prices, there's no formula for the exact price. But at the same token, you know, you want to be in a range that's good for the, that's the neighborhood and similar houses. And the best way to do that, go see the houses. Just They'll take you. Let them take you to see the houses that are on the market that compare to yours. And then see, mm-hmm. how, long, and then see how long they've been on the market. Again, you know, usually a house averages about three to six months, and I would say even less, depending on the price range, maybe three, four months. Anything after six, if you're eight months, nine months, unless you're in the millions and millions of dollars that there's less buyers at that level, I would say that probably it's not priced well or there's something that's not right in the house. That's what you can expect. from And have three brokers come in. Have three, And then... When they do the CMA for you, I would also ask them, okay, and by the way, can you also well, give me a marketing plan that you would, what you would do in writing, what you would do for me if I were to list a home with you in writing? That's what I would mm-hmm. ask for. Because right. uh, this way they're committed, right. they yeah. put it in writing, and uh, that's what I would do. <clears throat> Now, I should possibly have prefaced my uh, what I said by this that I had over, I had spoken to an agent um, who I'm going to meet with, and um, initially uh, I was sent um, a list 
uh, a search on the MLS, New Jersey MLS, right. uh, from uh, about 10 years ago to the present of studios sold in my, uh, uh, in my complex. <clears throat> well, I mean, that's usually, generally, they don't give you that many. But if it's 10 years ago, that's fine to know. I don't know how that means anything today, though. I mean, it's only good to show. <laughs> no. I mean, you know, I mean, Esther, you're already, what, I mean, it might be able, yeah. if, you might be able to say, look how many, how prices have gone up. But, well, I think that the history of the apartment and the building and the historical sales is always, a value and very interesting and it's an interesting topic you're bringing up because right now this moment is another consideration because the the virus out there the economy the right. stock market so an a, a great agent to work with is one that also is with the pulse of the moment the marketing you know last year your studio could have been worth more than it is today based on real data, real performance of the market, seeing what the sales have been. And a great agent has all that data information in their hands because they have the different tools other than the street easy tools to give them the information that you would need to know what should I sell it for. Uh, the stock market is a great indication because all of a sudden, you know, a young hedge funder might be ready to buy for the first time an apartment uh, that is a studio that is fabulous. And all of a sudden, the money he thought he had to pay for the studio is gone for the moment, for the day. So mm -hmm. really working with a professional gives you the ability to know what's going on, not only what happened 10 years ago, which is very, very nice information, but also what's happening today, right now, this moment. And that's why you really need to select someone who you can say, what do you know about the market to today? I'm, I'm very, you know, I, I like the idea of 10 years, but in 1981, we might have had a little bit of a crash and the market, you know, went down and then went up again. So you can see that the data of the information fluctuates based on the market, the economy, right. the political arena. So right. my answer to you is work with someone who's a real knowledgeable broker agent who but can tell you what's happening today with your studio and the studio oh. that others are selling. Yeah, and Stan, and yes, just a I bit of said, advice, just a bit of advice. What? You know, you yeah. also have to, like, take in, for, at least for me, I want to also work with someone I feel comfortable with. So 100%. I would interview more than one broker, even if you think that this broker that you're meeting is the one that you want to go with, just for the heck of it, it's a big investment in your home. Have another broker in um, right. and have them highlight your competition today. You know, they could give you that whole report, but have them highlight what's on the market presently that you're competing with. And then you have to and ask for a marketing plan. And then you have to also go with someone whose personality that you feel comfortable with. Because I think that's just as important. Trustworthy is a big word. So let us know, you know how you got, you know, Sam, let us know how it turns out. Uh, yes, I, I want to say thank you. That's all really terrific uh, input. I appreciate it. Um, I, I'm between 
thinking of renovating my studio. And if I get too frustrated with the process, I'll, I'm, I'll give up and sell it as is. <clears throat> uh, and so that's why I'm looking to find out what is it worth uh, now uh, uh, when I put all this money in, if I'm going to renovate it. Um, right. I'm pretty much told well, Stan, I'm not going to get just yeah. so quickly because you know I just quickly because I have some another caller but I just sure, sure. just quickly to tell you this you need to find out what's up what your your apartment's going for today you might not have to put a lot of stuff in it okay like because it might not be worth it to complete I mean I don't know the value but if it was completely renovated I don't know how much more your apartment would be because um, some people would rather take apartment for less money that's just clean and painted and, you know, has. So before I would go renovate anything, I would say, what's the cost of the renovation? I would add that on to what the price is that you could get if you didn't leave it as is, but maybe just painted it and did a little thing just because that wouldn't cost you much and mm-hmm. see where you come out better. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, and let terrific. us know how you make uh, out. Thanks, Stan, and have a great I weekend. Will. Thanks for calling. Many thanks. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Esther, also. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. you. Well, that's always interesting. That felt like a, that was like a love it or listed episode. I, I want to know what happens. Yeah. You know, Dottie, just so you know, because I know next week we're having a speaker on staging, um, the majority of brokers recommend um, in order to stage the apartment. To, to you know, for every dollar you're you're being told you're going to get you know two back. So I think it's a really important skill that the brokers themselves have now in being able to help these you know people who want to sell to show them exactly what they need to do to make it attractive and appealing for the buyer. Right. Well, I was saying though, you know, I spoke for the National Association of Stagers maybe six mm. months ago. And, uh-huh. um, you know, you'd be, you know, they even make paper furniture that looks real. I mean, they, they have all sorts of tricks. But as I said. You can't sit on it. Yeah, no, no. But, <laughs> but, but as I said, you know, um, you know, you can go crazy. You really have to look they at your virtual price. staging. There is virtual staging. My problem with it is, the, you know, the buyer walks in and gets very disappointed and feels that, oh, my God, it looks so great on the internet. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. You know, what it's, about? Oh, you know what I want to compare it to? I have a lot of friends on one of those dating apps, okay? And they put young pictures in. And I go, well, everyone, they go, <laughs> they go everyone does. That's and great, Dottie. I was like, well, I would rather <laughs> not have... That the, where the people meet you, then they go, oh, my God. You're like, so I right. Agree with You're you. so I'd right. Rather, I'd rather them. I get it all the time because I have my old picture on. I get it all the time. I know. You do? We'll be right back with Esther, Andrew, Ace, myself, Kyle. We'll be right back after the break. I have some Dear Dottie questions I have to go through. The Leadership Hour with Steve Autobotto will be on at a special time this Saturday afternoon at 2 so that we may bring you NCAA basketball. That's the Leadership Hour with Steve Autobotto this Saturday afternoon at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. 
Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust. At a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion. There is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire. Talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable. Every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Dr. Sebastian Gorka has some words to live by. You do not apologize for being on the side of truth. You do not apologize for standing up to your Christian values. They'll get out the hammer. They'll get out the pile driver. And then they'll try and take you down finally. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Kevin McCullough at 5 on AM 970. The Answer, brought to you in part by Connors and Sullivan Attorneys at Law. Whether you need help drafting a will, trust, power of attorney, or health care proxy, their experienced team of attorneys have been helping clients plan their estates for over 30 years. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Two-year-olds, you cheat at golfing. Okay, uh, we were just reading the papers and looking at the election, and it says uh, in the papers, it says there's a big sign <laughs> on Santa Monica Boulevard that I guess Bloomberg put up. It says Donald Trump cheats at golf. Okay, <laughs> now we, okay. it's like, okay, are we two years old? Okay, I mean, I don't, you know, the whole thing is out of control. Uh, anyhow, I have a. She, dear Dottie, the two neighbors, and I, I want to see what everyone he thinks here, on my floor are arguing. There has already been a fist fight. Well, that's not too cool. All the shouting and possibility of another fight has me and my husband on edge. Can these people be evicted? I feel unsafe. What can I do? Well, um, depends on where they had the fist fight. I mean, I guess if they had it in their apartment, that's one thing. Um, if it was in the hall, I'm sure uh, they're. I'm sure they made 
I'm sure if it was in the hall, the, the building had to have some record of it because, you know, if somebody got hurt, there's libel. I don't know the law about if you have a fist fight in your own apartment, what what could happen. I don't know if they would evict somebody on a... I mean, it's, it really depends. There's not enough information here for me to tell you exactly, but I would think that they would go on record, and if they continue to do that, uh, if they're neighbors and they continue to have a feud and have more fistfights, they could get evicted. I don't know legally if they would do anything on the first time they had a fistfight. I don't know. So I would definitely just say, if you feel unsafe, call the police. Like, let's not worry about evictions. When there's fighting in front of you and you feel unsafe, everyone, you have the police to protect you. So I can't talk long-term like Dottie is saying, because to constitute a nuisance or to the co-op, you have to have warnings and repeated experiences go on. But in this question, Dottie, they say they feel unsafe. If there's fighting and punching in front of you, you, civilly, you should call the police. Yeah, well, that's a good thought. I didn't think of that, but of course, that's probably the best thing to do. Then it goes on record, and if it continues, I'm sure something will happen eventually. The second is, uh, Dottie, well, dear, what is escrow when you buy a house? They have it in California. Why doesn't New York have it? Well, we do have it. We do have it. So we do have it. Uh, we have it. Yeah. So when yeah. when you go into contract in the state of New York, you put a deposit and the deposit goes into escrow. Yes. Escrow really just means we're going to have a time where the buyer can conduct due diligence, meaning investigating to determine if all the facts they believed about the property were true when they made their number. Yeah. So escrow is that period yeah. where you could verify everything. That's from Richard Gold in Brooklyn. And Richard, yes, it's, uh, we have it here. And then I'll just give you one more for today. I have a million of them, but one more for today. Dear Dottie, I live in a co-op, and condo boards have a right to, and I know the co-op and condo boards have a right to meet your dog to make sure it isn't vicious. But I'm in a small rental building, and does she doesn't say, uh, Victoria doesn't say how small the building is. Does the landlord have the right to meet my dog, Victoria, a dog lover in Chelsea? Yes, Victoria. So when you're a landlord, you're allowed to regulate animals however you want, as long as those animals aren't because of a disability. As long as those animals aren't service animals or emotional support animals, you could really make a rule that all the dogs have to be dyed pink if they want to live there because it's the election of the landlord. So yes, they have a right. And Victoria, you used a very interesting word. You used the word vicious. And I'm going to tell you why that matters. In the state of New York, you can't sue if a dog bites you unless that dog had a vicious propensity meaning that it previously exhibited things that would make it vicious. So the reason why the co-op and condo board want to meet the dog and the reason why the landlord would want to meet the board, the dog, is to make sure the dog in the future, if it bites someone, isn't going to expose them to a lawsuit from being vicious. I hope that helps, Victoria. Yes. And again... You know, I think it's also if you're going into a building, you know, I think you should ask people and see if they have a lot of dogs in the building. I mean, if there's one person with a dog, maybe it wouldn't be a building I would go up. But you, the, the landlord does have the right to uh, decide to see a thing. Okay, so let me ask a question. I have, is buying a house with a friend a smart move? Okay, now, uh, these are opinions, so, I mean, there is no, I, I tell you on the, on the uh, radio all the time, I tell everyone, 
you know, you should never think one size fits all because different strokes for different folks, and it depends on the circumstancing. But, and I love everyone's input on this, buying a home is a, it's a huge financial undertaking, and especially if you're a first-time buyer. So if you wanted to buy a home with a friend, uh, you would probably need to make sure that you're on the same page financially because if your friend... That's important. You would want to really do a credit check and see how your friend pays bills because, you know, um, actually I was on some television show and I was in the green room and there was a guy who started a service for dating, but it was by your credit score. Because if you, <laughs> like because that. he found that people would fight. Like if you met a person online and you dated them and then you eventually lived with them or married them and then they had they never paid bills, they were a deadbeat and you were always precise with your bills, it could <laughs> cause friction. So, you know, you'd want to see their credit report because, you know, you don't want to go into a financial situation with a friend that doesn't pay bills or has you'd want to see their credit score, I would say. Uh, you'd want to see how much money they have because when you buy a home, uh, there's always something that's going to go wrong with the home or that you're going to have maintenance or something. So you want to see because what happens if, you know, this is a very complicated agreement. A lot more people are doing this today, but you really have to take thought to it. You want to see how much capital they have that, you know, you could put aside in escrow or you could put it somewhere to for improvement. Uh, you want to make sure that they're telling you the income they actually make and you want to see what debts they have. And that will determine whether you're choosing the right partner. And I would think that that's hard to do it with a friend. So I would probably have an attorney or somebody like that kind of make it, say, you know, I'm really good friends with you and we really want to do this, but this is a, uh, this is a contract. This is something that we'll le- you're going to be legally binded to. So... Uh, and you got to be with them, Dottie. I yeah. have a lot of friends that I like them in their house. I don't really like them in my house. So, like, you beyond the finances and all the things Dottie's saying so smart, really think to yourself, do you want them to be a life partner? Because they're, when you buy a property or you become a partner with someone, that's almost a quasi-spouse. And you got to make sure that you're comfortable with their value systems as well. If you thought, for example, that you needed to upgrade the kitchen, would that? Well, it's Are they really, on the same mind? Wait, you're mind right. It's you. really a big agreement. Yeah. And again, some of people are buying it as investments together with friends, which is not like living with someone, but it is very, and we can go into it. I don't think I have time to really get into it too much this today, but truthfully, and then you should apply for the mortgage together. Because if you own oh, yes. an ACE, tell everybody why they must apply for the mortgage together. Oh, I mean... If you're not applying for the mortgage together, then there could be a lot of issues down the line. Because right? your friend can own the house. Exactly. But not be responsible for the debt. <laughs> so if you Which sign, won't be a good situation. Right. So if you sign, if you say, let's say you have better credit, so you decide, well, I'll go for the mortgage. Will I have a better credit score than you. Uh, fine. You get the mortgage. Your friend owns the house with you. But now you're stuck. To pay the rent, Yours, the mortgage payment is your responsibility, not your friends. So, can I just take a very quick yes, scenario for please myself? Do, please do. Okay, so I, Esther Muller, started my business. I did not have the money, but I had a fabulous friend, and I'll mention him, Steve Mendelau, 
who believed in me. So here's the way the partnership was. Ow. We were good friends, but I had no money. He had the money. I was the seven seven twenty four a week. I was the operating partner. I was the workhorse. I was the one that would find the property. I would be the one that would fix it, would take care of it, and he was the money guy. And I have to tell you, I encourage so many people to be able to say, look, you might not have the money, you have the desire, you have the knowledge, you have the ability to maybe design and work hard and find the property, find a friend who has money and is only getting 2% or 3% return on their money, and you could show them, let's do this together, and I can show you that in a period of two years, three years, or five years, the return on the money that you invested with me will be so much better. So I am a totally, totally, yes, take precaution, definitely have a lawyer involved, but definitely it's possible for friends. We became even better friends, bigger friends, and he really was a big reason that I decided to start investing in real estate with other people. So, yes, you don't always have the money. But you might have the talent to find or, the property. Or you, you might want to, like, you know, just go with partners so that you have, like, less risk or you could do more. Exactly. But it was, exactly. It's a great topic to talk about. We should really talk about it in future shows because I'm reading and learning that the millennials, more and more of them are, you know, when they financially don't have the down payments, are buying stuff together. Even the True, rentals. Yeah. They're building rentals for young people because yes. I believe Facebook, Google, they're all moving here. And they are, you know, all all in mind for sh for kids that are going to share. So they'll yeah, Daddy, just... it's a great subject. It really is. We should because talk Because even them. parents today can help the their children uh, to be able to see it as an investment long-term and it's a win-win. So I think it's 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 really important to find people you can team up with. Yes. So we are coming to the other end of our show. Everything goes so quickly. I uh, wish you all health, happiness, and I think our winter's over, and we'll be back next week. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.